You? Huh? Have Sorry? You, have you seen the TV show You? Yeah. You look, he looks, yeah, you look like Joe. Me? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, even when. Okay. Are we, we're recording. That's in. Leave it in, Westoff. Um, okay. But can I tell you why? It's a good show, I'll take though. that as a compliment, though. Good looking guy. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. Pulls, yeah. pulls. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like. He is clean. He's clean. Welcome back, Cracks fans. We are live at the Phoenix Challenger, and I am sitting down for the first time with a man who recently reached a new career high in the ATP singles rankings. Welcome on to our show, the world number 57, Michael Emer. Michael, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Obviously, coming off of a straight set victory over Radu Elbot. How do you think you performed today? I think very, very good. <laughs> okay. I'm very satisfied. It was a... It was a I very very intense from the start and i managed to keep that intensity up mm -hmm. and i'm curious on a day like today where there were so many rain delays you know this was a match that was scheduled for 10 a.m i think he got on court around 3 p.m something like that how do you go about maintaining your focus throughout the course of the day and you know do you how was your level is it possible to play your best tennis on a day like today yes i think uh, for sure um in this sport for me I try to go on, uh, go on about it in a way where I control what I can control, mm -hmm. and because, and then, off of that, yeah, not to repeat myself, control what you can control. I cannot control the weather, but I can control how uh, how I'm still uh, doing my preparation, mm -hmm. where I decide to spend my mental energy, mm -hmm. and. I managed to to save to save on it and bring it out for the match today, even though it was a couple of hours delay. Yeah, no, the energy was phenomenal, and you know, you talk about doing the best you can do, controlling what you can control. I was fortunate enough to be on the broadcast for your match in Marseille against Ubi oh, yeah? Hercats, which really? was a really fun one for me to call for what it's worth. And Thank you. again, not to bring up a sore spot because no, 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 I know yeah, you yeah. fell just short in that one, yeah, and yeah. yet watching that match. It felt like that match was played on your terms, that everything they were doing, you know, the extended rallies, that your ability to find Hubie's forehand whenever you needed to find it, we can just speak bluntly here yes, now. Yes. It felt like you were able to do all of those things. And looking at the statistics, you know, I think you've made six quarterfinals, seven pro-level quarterfinals in the past year, something like that. Again, the new career high ranking of number 57. <laughs> I don't want to say what's clicked, because I don't think it, because obviously you've had success at every stage of your career, but what do you think and do you feel as if you have taken another leap forward over the past year or so, because your results would seem to indicate that you have? Thank you. Yeah, uh, sure. And uh, yes, I think I have put in, uh, with the help of my coach in Sweden, which his name is Daniel. Okay. Um, he's... Uh, He's really helped me with, uh, you know, my the philosophy of how I go on about the game, mm -hmm. and uh, helping me to see the game in a way that I did not see it before, which I think is needed at this level, especially where you know I'm striving to go go for. So, um, mm -hmm. I think a little bit to also to go for the next one is a little bit that belief, mm -hmm. and I'm just super patient. 
and that it will it will take some time i think that was you know that like you said it burns but you just know that if you manage to keep that intensity and that level up it will be one of them uh, one of those days where you get that w against you know hubie or whoever whoever it is and then uh, life can change very quick in this sport so this is my goal now try to improve every day try to stay patient and trust God's plan for me. Sure. And so this is what we're working on. No, I love to hear that. And I apologize. I'm going to curse uh, yeah, because it's, it's the only way. It's the best adjective I can find yes. to describe your game. You're fast as fuck. Yeah. Like there's no denying that. Yeah. There is not a ball on a tennis court that you can't track down. And I'm curious for you, again, that underlying athleticism. How do you fight that instinct to be like, you know what, this is a point where I need to grind yes. versus to, to, again, point to that Hubie match, you played aggressive. Yeah. Like, you were looking to attack his forehand. I watched you hit more volleys in that match than maybe you hit the entire September through November yeah. of last season. Yeah. I'm curious how you balance those two things. No, it's turning out to be a really interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting talk, and I can tell uh, pretty quickly that you have a very good tennis eye, and it's not necessarily because I wouldn't say you're giving me compliments, but you're pointing out uh, things that are very accurate and what we are working on. So, credit to you for that. <laughs> Thank you. And um, yes, like you said, it's a little bit against my human nature because mm -hmm. I'm I've grown I grew up with running five meters behind the baseline, just tracking my brother's ball. Uh, you can tell, by the way, that Eli uh, Elias, yeah, am I saying Eli it correct? Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, no, he would slam forehands, yeah, exactly. and you were just like, I'm going to track this one yes. down. I'm going to track this it, one It down. really was, because I was tiny, yeah. and I didn't <laughs> sure. have any. We, I was doing a lot of running, yeah, uh, you sure. know, off court too with my dad, but I wasn't re necessarily building up. I was a pretty mm -hmm. slim, is it called slim? Yeah. Like yeah. a slim kid all the way at, until I moved up to Stockholm. So was tough for me to gain power and it was a fast carpet so when you've done it for so many years it becomes your subconscious sure and uh, yeah this is without going away too too much from it this is what we're battling now to use only use that when needed mm -hmm. and to use my pace uh, to use the pace I have in an uh, in an aggressive way Mm -hmm. uh, to know, like you said, okay, this is this is two shots, and then the point has to be done. Because mm -hmm. if you don't do it at this level, there will be um, it's like the war of the jungle. There will be someone <laughs> someone else to do it sure. for you, <laughs> and yeah. you don't want to be there too often. Because, like like you said, at a certain level, they just they don't get intimidated by just getting balls back. Mm -hmm. Unless you're like Daniel Medvedev mid level, <laughs> but he also gets a lot of free points on his serve. Yeah, this is I think one thing that people maybe forget. Not I don't know why I brought Daniel in, but no, this I, is I, great. I, I inspire. He's a big inspiration for me, mm -hmm. and I think it. He can also do it because you know you feel suffocated because he's getting two free points per game at the per serve, mm -hmm. per service game. So I really don't have that. So, yeah. yeah. No, I, look, it's going to turn into a compliment fest here between you and I, and that's yeah. how you know it's a good conversation. Yeah. If you want to forego the rest of the tournament, just hang out here next to me. I feel like we can have a few hours of conversation, sure, my friend. Sure. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, no, these are all excellent points made by you. And, you know, again, part of that athleticism, I think it does come with a twitchiness, that ability, if you need to, blast a ball line. I know you love to hit the drop shot. I was watching yeah. you warm up with Richard today. You hit a little forehand yeah. drop shot, which, by the way, was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I saw the smile on your face like, all right, I might be using that a little mm -hmm. bit later as well. And yes, yet, sir. as you transition, you mentioned it. Daniil has that ability to win 
make life easy for himself. He's got the physicality, but the serve is how he makes life easy. And when I watch a top 20, top 15, top 10 player, they have that ability to make lives, uh, their life easy. For sure. I say this lovingly. Here we go. A non-compliment. You don't like to make your life easy on the no. tennis court. You like to make it compl- uh, a little bit more complicated. You've alluded to, but what are the things you're doing to make life a little bit easier for yourself on court? Because if you were to ask me, I'm sure that's the next step you're focused on. Yes, for sure. I think, and this is where me and Danny, Danny work a lot mm-hmm. on uh, on finding combinations. Sure. You know. Uh, this is your coach, not Daniel Medvedev, no, correct? No, no, exactly, yeah, just to yeah, clarify. For sure, yeah, yes. that Daniel. Uh, where we work on different combinations where I know, okay, if I play the shot here, it's likely that it will come here and then boom. So it's like between three to two shots, different combinations. Uh, and then it's also, you know, I'm not going to say with who, because, <laughs> uh, you know, I like to not mention too many names when, <laughs> that have private discussions, but uh, uh, a top player mm-hmm. and a good friend of mine, he said, you don't want to be serving too good. <laughs> when I asked him about uh, my serving, and of course I have my serve to improve, but it, it was at the stage in my career was I was a little bit stressed. You know, okay. I was like, ah, oh, I see all these, like you said, top 15, they're like, boom, blasting through, <laughs> yeah. and I'm always like grinding. So we have worked a lot on the serve, but then also, you know, I don't want I don't want to look at the score to be four all, and there's been not longer than two shot rallies because mm-hmm. it's all a little bit also my strength to get. To get the ball moving, sure. to get to get him, you know, to get him moving, because that will automatically also bring his his serve down if he's done. If I've got the heart sure. rate up, so this is the tough part about this game. It's not. It's never black and white. Against some players, I need to like today. I could this uh, afford to use my serve much more against uh, Rado, and then but then against other people, there be. You know, you might play someone who's deadly at the second serve return, so you have to make it's it's a constant chess game, and I find now with the coaching, it's becoming even more check uh, chess, because I've noticed that more people are adjusting mm-hmm. within game, so um, yeah, I think it's it's turning out to be very very interesting, and yeah. uh, without going too deep into it, I I really look forward to. Especially this week, because I'm feeling really ga- great. I'm feeling the ball fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really like it. So I really, I really think I can do good things this week. Yeah. And to that end, I know you got to go. So last few questions for you here. You talk about this week specifically. Yeah. I'm curious, A, why you made that decision between Miami, Indian Wells, to come here to Phoenix, play this Challenger event, and you know, B, what you think of this 175 field, what you think of this Phoenix Country Club as well. Oh, it's a fantastic club, I have to say. Uh, you can see it's very prestigious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, need to have <laughs> money to be here. <laughs> I think it's safe to say you need to have some serious bucks. Yeah, sure. But uh, it's very fresh. It's very clean. And uh, I came because I feel where I am at now. I want to play matches. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've had a long preseason of training, and uh, yeah, just saw it as a really good opportunity. Now it's the last push of the hardcore swing. So we said, of, for me, it was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Instead of you know training, what what is it like nine days? Yeah, because sure. I lost pretty early. It's training ten days. That's almost like a small block. Yeah, just like we have to we have to play. So, yeah, you also have to love the guy who beat you in the first round of Indian Wells had to play qualifying here at this Challenger this week in Rinky Hijikata. Had to yeah. come through two qual- rounds of qual. I think he was a lucky loser. 
into the main draw, which just speaks to how did, did he beat Struff? Uh, yeah, I think he lost that he match. Lost. He yeah. won, but he won today. Yeah, well, I think he lost in the third to Jung. Third. It's, I, I gotta check that out. It's a good question yeah. to ask. But he's tricky. He's yeah. a really. I always, I haven't. I hadn't heard too much. Yeah. And I was really, really impressed. And that's a little bit what I said regarding <laughs> like tactics, because yeah. I was watching a little bit. We had breaks with yeah, the sure. the system wasn't working. Yeah. So I had time to watch and. I didn't see that he was playing exactly like so. You, it's like we, we were talking about that people are changing, becoming more tactical. Mm -hmm. With so I was really impressed. Yeah, he did me good. Well, to that end, and I promise, last two questions here: one tennis, one fun. You know, I'm old enough to remember 2015 Junior Wimbledon final. It was a young man by the name I called him Mikhail at the time, but it was Michael Emer who took on Riley Opelka in the yeah. Junior Wimbledon yeah. final. And now, you know, that same year. Taylor won the Junior U.S. Open. Tommy wins the Junior French Open. These are your peers who you see now going off to the top 20. I'm curious if you notice that and if that A, gives you confidence, if it gives you any sort of reaction to say, okay, like, it's my age group's time to shine. Do you feel that at all right now on tour? No, because okay. I say that because... I know it's very, very different from how it was okay. back in the day. Because sure. we like we were talking about, at that time I could get away with a <laughs> sure, lot of sure, things sure. that I definitely cannot. So mm -hmm. for me now, the fo I'm focusing all on breaking, I don't want to say breaking, but yeah, breaking new grounds in sure. forms of doing things that are outside my comfort box. So, But definitely like when I played Tommy in Stockholm and mm -hmm. these things start to well, uh, work well and I play a fantastic match and do you know doing it the correct way, that, that for sure gives me confidence. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, sometimes scary because yeah. it takes so much mental energy to do it. Yeah. So sometimes I will question like, <laughs> I got <laughs> sure. to go out and do this again. Like keep the same intensity, the same awareness. So, and I think this is what the top players do well. Like mm -hmm. you look at Stefanos, Daniel, Novak, like when they're on the court, looks like they're, it's, you know, a straight out mission every time. Yeah, sure. So it's, this is, a, and to finish it off, because yeah. you got me talking a lot. My, no, I, I appreciate it. Please. Uh, this is what I noticed is that even though if you yourself have to bring out a good level, yeah. it's the same for them. Yeah. Like Even though they're top 10, when they play someone, let's say, who's 50, 60, they're very focused from start. They can't go in and do like, you know, a 65 or a 75% performance and like just feel it. They have to like, and you, I think you can see it clearly that they're very, very dialed in from the very, very start. Mm-hmm. And that's what you realize. Yeah, that's the difference. So it's the same in one way for everyone. They have to do it and we have to do it. And that helped me a lot seeing it that way. And like, okay, it's not all sunshine because you're top 10 <laughs> and have a higher level because they still got to bring that high level to be able to to um, to take us out. Sure. No, absolutely. It's fascinating to hear you talk about that. And I will say one other thing that fascinates you about me, and this will be my final question for you, although I'm reserving the right to do this again sometime in the future. Maybe after you win Slam 1. We'll, yeah. we'll lock in that date now. Yeah, for sure. And I enjoy it. It became more like a small mini-podcast rather than it, a press conference, yes. but it's fine. Oh, uh, that was the goal. I it's should have fine. warned you in advance. It's that fine. That was my hope. But yeah, so but it's fine. It's fine. I appreciate that. It's my fine. last question for you here. Um, you are a middle child, correct? You yes, have sir. one older brother, one younger brother. Yes. I'm a middle child. middle child. Yes, I am also a middle child okay. for what it's worth. I have an older brother and a younger brother as well. So not just, again, middle child, three brothers. I understand we have to work the hardest. No one's going to watch us. We just kind of do our own things, navigate our own paths. I also know 
that in every three brother family, the youngest brother is always the most talented. And I'm just curious because I haven't gotten to watch your youngest brother play much at all. And I love watching how much the three of you guys try to travel with one another whenever possible. Yeah. Talk to me about what it means to have them on the road. Talk to me about Rafa as well. He, he's the Rafa. best, isn't he? Yes, he has, he has <laughs> very, very high potential. And actually, I bring him... Ev- at, of course, he has his own career, but yeah. he had uh, some knee problems last year. He just got back. Mm-hmm. But uh, when, uh, whenever he can or whenever he feels, I bring him along. Because yeah. he has a really, really good tennis eye. Really? And uh, yeah, he says, he says a lot of, lot of good things. Mm-hmm. He was uh, next to my you know, co- coach, Daniel, at sure. Stockholm Open. It was so fun because they were, <laughs> they were working fantastic <laughs> together. And even Daniel said after the tournament, like he was impressed with how rough he was. So, you know, he, it's tough for him because we're always on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been a little bit easier, I think, if we were stationary a little bit more with sure. him to practice. So he has to do a lot, a lot by himself. But uh, fantastic, fantastic tennis brain, mm-hmm. and whatever I can do to help him in the future, I will, you know, yeah. I will be there as a brother. It is very fun to watch because it feels like whenever your brothers say something to you when you're out on court, like if Daniil says something to you, you're just like, ah, whatever. But if one of them says something, you can see like it register. You're like, all right, I, maybe I should take this a little bit more closely to heart. Is that fair? I didn't understand the question. Oh, I guess just the way when a brother tells you something, it carries a little more weight, right? Like, I feel like whenever your youngest brother gives you some sort of piece of advice on the, on the court, I will see you respond to it, if that makes sense. Versus, like, again, I'm sure your coach is always talking to you, but when a family member says it, you know, again, they know how to, how to cut deepest, right? They know how to make sure you're listening to what they're saying. Yes, I agree. And in principle, in principle, but I also think that younger brother, it's different. You know, in general, with family, yeah. sometimes you, I think, you have to check the ego sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> very uh, true. That it can be an ego trip in forms of oh no, he's like he's my brother. No, no, no. Like yeah. I, I'm gonna listen to them, but because yeah. sometimes I was having this discussion with my older brother, I was like, yeah. hey, if I said the same thing to you that Tony Nadal would say, yeah. would you really take it in this? And that goes both ways. Sure. W- would we really? And, but then, like you said, I agree with the fact that something that your brother can tell you or a family member, even if your ego wakes up at first and you yeah. go into passive mode, yeah. after a while, like you said, it can cut. Mm-hmm. It can like sit with you, you know, for them when you've calmed down. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think appreci- you, you have a point there and... Take, no, yeah. as do you. It's the best of both worlds. Best That's what you get yes. with your coaching situation. Yes. Well, again, Michael, really appreciate you taking the time to chat. Again, I've been fortunate enough to watch from your junior career to your ascent now on the pro tour and the way you carry yourself out on court, the way you compete match in, match out. It's always a joy to watch. So congratulations to you on the victory and good luck not just here in Phoenix, but obviously through the rest of your 2023 season. Thank you, brother. Appreciate yeah, it. Of course. Take care. You too.